0: Welcome to the Tom the Trainer Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Wooland. This podcast is for frustrated men and women who think they've tried everything to lose body fat and aren't willing to give up on their fitness goals. I'm going to give you clear, actionable steps to cut through all the bullshit in the industry, focus on what actually works, and dominate every aspect of your life. Now let's get into today's episode. All right. Are we live? We are live. All right, everybody. So welcome to Wednesday's Live in the Tribe Q&A. What we do here is I host a Q&A where I take questions and I answer those questions for everybody within my free Facebook group, Live in the Tribe, uh, pardon me, Tom the Trainer's Tribe. Um, so one second here while I start some things off. So I host questions. In my free Facebook group, Tom, the trainers tribe. So if you're not watching this in the Facebook group, make sure you join the description is in the link on my personal page on YouTube. I swear this time I am actually going to 100% disconnect from those very, very soon. As I get into the questions, I also just want to kind of make sure that uh, everybody in the tribe is ready to rock and roll. So I think we are, let's, do this. So um, I'm first just going to go to my other page because my paying clients have first priority when it comes to questions for live in the tribe uh, or the Wednesday live Q&A's. Uh, what I found is that a lot of my in-person clients are feeling extremely supported and they do get a lot of like constant 24 seven messages support to me directly so what i decided to do was um offer this in the tribe and offer it to people for free Uh, i want to see everybody win as much as possible uh, whether they're working with me or not or in and um give as much value as i can to all of my followers i know that uh managing fitness and your life is not everything that's always 100 percent easy to do um And the more I can do these and the more value I can offer to help people, the better, right? Uh, I forgot to mention earlier, if you're watching this live, please comment live. And if you catch the replay, please comment replay. So first question that I'm going to answer is for Dave. First question is about creatine monohydrate. What are your thoughts on creatine monohydrate? So when it comes to creatine, creatine is absolutely a beneficial supplement. However, it's not the answer to your fitness goals. It is a supplement and supplements only offer like a small percentage of improvement in the grand picture of things. I personally take creatine, um, but I just started taking it recently um, because I think the effects to me, I haven't noticed a huge effect on it, but it's researched as having an effect. So why not give it a try? It is extremely researched, but here's the thing. Creatine is not the answer to your fitness goals. Creatine is something that you add in the equation when you've got your training, your nutrition, your sleep, Your hydration sorted out that's another thing to consider about creatine is that like it will have your muscles retain water so if your hydration isn't on point i don't know the statistics but is it going to be as beneficial if you're not focusing on the other things right another good thing to consider about creatine is if your diet is on point There is a lot of creatine in certain food selections. Like there's a lot of creatine in red meat and there's creatine in chicken and there's creatine in protein, animal protein supplements. uh, Pardon me. There's creatine in animal protein sources. Okay. So creatine, there's nothing wrong with taking it. I take it. I don't think you need to load creatine. I don't think you need to, you know, take 10 or 15 grams per day to load it there is research to kind of indicate that there is maybe some benefits from that. But for me personally, it's like, you're going to become saturated because I believe it's like around three grams per day that your body can actually utilize. To my knowledge, it's been a long time since I've researched it, but I believe it's in and around there. Like it's, it's, it's three to five, but I believe it's three. And um, so even if you're not loading it, you're still will like, you still will accumulate your reserves within the body for lack of a better term, lack of a better way to explain it. And then like, if you miss, if you miss a serving of creatine, like don't go freaking out. It's not a big deal, right? You're not going to have to start all over again or anything like that when it comes to creatine. Like it's not a huge deal. I remember like back in the day when I was young and I was less educated and I thought supplements were the answer. Um, It was like, I was like psycho about my supplements. Like if I missed one, it was like, oh my God, everything's going to go, everything's going to fall apart. And it's just not the case. And again, supplements are like this much of the equation. And they're even less than that if you don't have the other things sorted out, right? Next question is about sleep from Alina. He says, I need help with sleeping. I'm waking up every hour sometimes. Why somebody would be waking up every hour sometimes? like sleep is absolutely crucial to your success 100% it is if you're waking up regularly throughout the night then some things to look at are going to be like maybe some stress stress levels right do you have a regular sleep routine right like do you go to bed and wake up every single day at the same time because that's huge in regulating your sleep what about your diet like if you're running keto Maybe that's your brain, like, seeking carbohydrates in the form of fructose, right? It's a possibility. Um, So sleep routine is going to be big for that. Um, How's your diet? When it comes to sleep, like, sometimes eating something before you go to bed can help with your sleep. Sometimes eating something before you go to bed can hinder your sleep. I personally eat pretty late at night every single day. Everybody knows my favorite snack, right? I talk about it all the time. It's delicious. I usually eat that like within an hour of going to bed. For me personally, I can't fall asleep if I'm hungry. Like I have the hardest time falling asleep if I'm hungry. So I eat food closer to bedtime because I'll just go in the kitchen and grab something else if I can't sleep and I'm hungry. Uh, Same with like working out. I can't work out hungry. So, you know, meal timing could be a factor when it comes to sleeping well. So let's look at it this way. If you're following the thought process of not eating after 6 or 7 p.m. because the information in the industry that talks about that uh, and you're waking up regularly throughout the night, the first thing that I would look at is changing my meal timing to be closer at night because maybe you're waking up because you're hungry. Um, That could be one thing. Things to consider. It's really hard to tell, like Alina, like. A question like this, for example, with my with my coaching clients, there would be a lot more context back and forth, right? We might even hop on a call to hash out what's happening here because it might just be better suited for like back and forth conversation, like just live back and forth conversation. So it really just kind of depends, but those are some things to consider. Um, Some things are really, sometimes the context behind things matters and without having all the context, it's hard to give the best advice, but obviously, you know, that's the difference between say like my one-to-one coaching and just what I do in the tribe. Well, those are the things I would consider, okay? So um, meal timing, stress levels, and having a regular sleep routine. And if you don't have a regular sleep routine, if you don't have a regular sleep routine, it is absolute priority for you to start implementing one. Okay. First thing is go to bed and wake up every single day at the same time. Um, Maybe at first you might have a hard time falling asleep, but you can control your wake up time. And so start by controlling your wake-up time, and eventually your body will regulate where you will start to get tired at the time of which you want to fall asleep. I know that wasn't specific and direct, but hopefully that's some good quality information on sleep. Did everybody find that stuff helpful too? Somebody in the chat is half live, they said. (laughs) Susan has a question about protein. Is the protein macro figured on on current weight? because there's huge differences if you're doing 0.7 to 1.5 grams of protein for body weight. When it comes to allocating your protein for your diet, there is no like absolute 100% answer, right? So when it comes to allocating your protein for your diet, there's a lot of research in the industry. Or there's a lot of people saying in the industry that you should have one gram per pound. But Susan makes a good point. Like, I don't know. What if you're a lot heavier with um, then how do I word this? What if your target weight is quite a bit lower than your current weight? Uh, What if you have twenty five percent body fat? Should you eat one gram per pound of protein? I, I would argue probably not. I think a good rule of thumb to start with with your protein. If you're looking to lose body fat, A good rule of thumb to allocate your protein would probably be around 0.8 grams per pound if you're looking to lose a significant amount of body fat. If you're just looking to lose a little bit of body fat, you might want to increase your protein up to one gram per pound. And then if you're somebody like me whose primary goal is growing a lot of muscle uh, and is fairly lean, then you could get your protein upwards of 1.5 grams per pound. but that's not necessarily because that amount of protein is going to be used in your diet for building muscle. The primary reason that I will have my protein intake so high is because it keeps me satiated and full and I like protein sources. So it keeps me satiated and full, prevents me from being hungry. And, um, it's definitely good to have protein in your diet. Um, and I'm pretty lean already, right? So if you're trying to lose body fat and you have a lot of body fat to lose, 0.8 grams of protein per pound is a great place to start. If you're getting leaner and you're feeling that you're hungry, getting your protein up to one gram per pound could be a good play. I say could be, because everything is contextual. And then when you're like really lean and you're trying to maintain or just lose a tiny little bit of body fat slowly, you could increase your protein up to 1.5 grams per pound. But that's more about staying full and enjoying food as opposed to the effects of protein in your diet will have on building muscle. You're Think about it this way. If you were gaining 10 pounds of muscle per year, how much protein intake did your body utilize to build muscle, right? I don't know, 10 grams, 10 pounds of muscle per year, 28 grams in an ounce and 16 ounces in a gram. Let's do the math on that. Somebody quick, 10 times 28 times 16. So 280. Uh, So if you're trying to gain 10 pounds of muscle in a year, that means that you will have converted 4,480 grams of protein into new muscle tissue that year. Let's divide that by 356 days. That's 12.58 grams of protein that you ingested. That's, that has converted to new muscle mass. Right? So what I would argue that like, More protein doesn't mean more muscle growth, but it is beneficial to have the protein present in your body so that when your body goes to utilize the protein, it's present. Um, And it's helpful to keep you full. Does that help provide clarity, everybody? I feel like I'm rambling today. Somebody in the chat said it's hard to get enough protein and I kind of want to respectfully challenge them on that thought, okay? respectfully. So if you're having a hard time getting enough protein in your diet, then you're probably not making good food choices because I eat like 250 grams of protein per day. um, And I don't eat a ton of food like I eat like a little over 2000 calories per day, let's say. So if you're having a hard time getting enough protein in your diet, then you probably got to look at your food choices. Also, you got to prepare. It's going to be hard to get enough protein in your diet if you're not meal prepping and preparing and planning a little bit, right? Think about it this way. And again, this is with all the respect in the world to whoever said this. I can't see it in my comments. But like, if you wanted to save... $10,000 in a year, as an example, would you just kind of work and hope that the $10,000 would show up in your bank account? Or would you put a plan in place to accumulate that $10,000 over time? Right? Success comes down to planning. So, um, so planning and meal prepping, And food selections. Great food selections for protein are meat sources. Chicken, fish, like chicken, salmon, other fishes. I prefer salmon because of the healthy fats in it. But it does have a lot of calories because of the healthy fats in it. So chicken, fish, salmon, eggs, yogurt. I know, I'm saying yogurt again. Three years ago, somebody literally lost their mind because I told people it was okay to eat yogurt. But guess what? It's okay to eat yogurt. I'm actually put that on my social media it's okay to eat yogurt right it's okay um, so those are some choices right egg whites egg whites are good when you're dieting and you want to stay full and you're trying to keep calories really low if you're deep in a diet but those are some good options for protein and you should have protein in every single meal um, there is actually a podcast how to build your fat loss diet, episode number two on how to build a diet for losing body fat while cycling calories, while uh, enjoying your favorite foods on weekends, enjoying a cheat meal. And it kind of talks about how to break that down. So an example is like you have to plan and prepare. You have to know how many calories do I need to eat? So let's just use 2000 calories. Okay. How many times per day am I going to eat? I'm a big proponent of eating five to six meals per day and no less than four. But I'm a big proponent of five meals per day. So what's that? 400 calories per meal. And what's that for protein? 40 grams of protein per meal, right? If you're a lighter woman, then you wouldn't have such a large protein goal. So you wouldn't be looking at 40 grams per meal right so you know let's look at it this way for example say you eat five meals per day and you are a 150 pound woman who wants to lose body fat and your calories are at 1500 because you've left an allowance for your weekend cheat meal then that's 30 grams of protein per meal that's really really doable really really doable right a chicken breast is probably 30 grams of protein right steak 30 grams of protein um, and that's at one gram per pound if you're at 0.8 grams per pound then it's even less right um, yeah so I hope that that was helpful I'm gonna say this with the most amount of hesitancy ever protein shakes can help if you're having a hard time getting your protein intake but like I cringe even saying it just because like to me if you're using protein shakes to get your protein intake, then you're just not really doing the work that's necessary on your diet. You're not setting yourself up for long-term success. Um, And then you're using protein shakes as a means to get your protein in when really you should be just focusing on your your food selections, right? I have this quote that I've said a number of times. If you're drinking protein shakes for a source of protein, as a convenient source of protein, because your protein's low, more than like five times per year, it probably means you don't have your shit together with your diet. Okay? Um, I use protein shakes maybe when I'm traveling. I use protein powders, but I put them in cereal, because cereal is delicious, after a workout. And um, I put them in my oat And I put it in my oatmeal. So that's another thing too, right? Is like, I wouldn't maybe necessarily recommend drinking protein, but... You could have uh, 40 grams of oatmeal and put 30 grams of chocolate protein powder in there with some berries and some peanut butter and it's delicious, right? I I prefer vanilla protein for that personally, but. So next question. Currently doing five days a week training with my partner, very little cardio and a very rare allergic reaction. So I had to take cortisone, I'm meal prepping and try not to go over calories and keeping it mostly healthy. But i'm not getting anywhere with my weight loss on the scale or my measurements and i do measure multiple body parts i need to lose weight it's a hard one to answer to be honest with you just because again i don't know all the details i don't know what you weigh i don't know what foods you're eating i don't know what your calories are and i don't know what your goal is right um I don't also know how you're trying not to go over on your calories. Um, So if you're training regularly and you've set your calories up in a calorie deficit and you're not losing body weight, then it means something isn't right in your tracking most likely. So is it in the accuracy of your tracking? Like are you weighing your foods? Are you weighing your foods? Or are you using portion cups? Weighing is obviously the most accurate portion cups. I've had some great success with portion cups in the past. Um, So is it in the accuracy of your tracking, right? Is it in the accuracy of the tracking provider you're using? Like, are you using MyFitnessPal? And maybe some of the information in MyFitnessPal isn't accurate. You know, are there sneaky calories that you're not considering, right? um cooking oils and other things like that condiments and things are you not considering those um have you set your diet up in a way where you have an allowance so that those sneaky calories don't affect your weight loss how i set things up with my clients right um i also don't know how you're training or how intensely you're training So like, those are some things I think you can kind of read between the lines on kind of like the things where I'm saying, like, I don't know the answers to these things. So if I don't know the answers to these things that I'm saying, then I would say, like, the answer probably lies within one of those questions, right? Does that make sense, everybody? So if you're not losing weight and you're training regularly, here are the things you need to consider, okay? Are you in a calorie deficit and are you tracking your food intake appropriately? Number one, are you training specifically for fat loss and how intense are your training sessions? How well are you sleeping and are you getting seven hours of sleep per night? Okay. Are you consistent with your training every single week or do you train for a few weeks and fall off track? Are you consistent with your diet a lot or only consistent for a short period of time and fall off track? Are you drinking enough water? Because we don't, Sweat out body fat, we urinate it and exhale it, it, right? Um, And are we assuming we're in a calorie deficit because we're eating healthy but we're not tracking, right? If all those things are in place, then you might want to get blood work done and see if there's an underlying issue somewhere. But you have to uncover those rocks first before you consider maybe a hormonal thing or something, right? I can't tell you the number of men that I've spoken to in the last couple of years who are like, what are your thoughts on testosterone replacement therapy, Tom? I think I need testosterone replacement therapy. Full disclosure, I'm on testosterone replacement therapy. I have um, testosterone prescribed to me by a doctor. It's like 100 milligrams per week to keep me in a normal level because of choices I made in my younger life. Poor... Choices that I made in many areas of my younger life, as well as some serious dieting that I've done for photo shoots and things like that. So, and my age, I'm in my 40s. But I've had guys ask me about testosterone replacement therapy, and it's like, okay, um, if you're 250 pounds and you're not sleeping well and you suffer from sleep apnea and you don't go for walks outside uh, and your step count is low, um, you're eating a bunch of processed foods, you're drinking alcohol regularly, then testosterone replacement therapy isn't the answer, even if your testosterone is low, right? And those are things to consider for both genders when it comes to hormonal things that we want to uncover with our doctor. But if you're weight training hard and regularly, if you're eating good whole nutritious foods that are not highly processed, if you're drinking a lot of water, if you're going for a walk outside every day for 10 minutes to get some vitamin D or substituting your vitamin D in the winter. um, And you're sleeping well and you're not excessively overweight, which means you wouldn't sleep well if you were, but like you suffer from sleep apnea, which means you're you're going to war with your own neck every single night when you go to sleep. If those are in place and all of those things you've got lined up, up, then maybe look at some hormonal things and get some blood work done. I hope that makes sense. And if you are going on hormone replacement therapy, you have to make sure that you're getting blood work done regularly. I get blood work done like every four months. And I see a doctor every four months and we review our blood work, right? To make sure everything's good um, and normal and that levels aren't going too high, right? But I've had clients in the past. I can't remember the hormone. I've had clients in the past. I've had a rough day today, so I can't even think of the name of the hormone. But I've had female clients in the past that have uh, an issue with a specific hormone. I can't remember the name of it right, right now. I swear I'm smarter than this, Um, but that hormone has an effect on cortisol levels and stress levels. So for her, for example, we actually had to have her train less. If she was training five days per week, she wouldn't lose any weight because her stress hormone would be too high. Cortisol levels would be too high. So we had to pull her training down to three days per week. So that's another thing to consider, right? Maybe you're training too much and your stress levels are too high. I have had clients in the past where I get a message from them and it's like, how many days did you train last week? And they have five workouts in their program. And they said they trained seven. And I'm like, and how many days of cardio did you do? And they said they did seven. And I'm like, okay, I love that you want to put in the work, but let's pull it back. Right. Cause sometimes it causes too much stress. If you're training too hard, too regularly. So that could be a factor too. Thanks. Thanks Tommy. Yeah. All right. I'm going off my personal Facebook page here. And I'm actually dropping YouTube as well. So go grab the link and get in the tribe if you want your questions answered. This last question is awesome, but there's one before it. Do activities such as soccer prior to workouts hurt your growth and development for muscle? I would personally say that if you're doing a sport before training, it is gonna It is going to hinder your development And muscular growth because you're probably going to be somewhat spent from the sport before training which means you won't be able to give your maximal efforts in training so as it relates to like compositional changes it's definitely best to separate your sport from your workouts and separate them by a fairly considerable margin of time i would say but that's a balance right because like I don't know, maybe one of my best friends, Matt, my workout buddy, he trains, um, he plays soccer like three days per week. So we have to like be strategic about when we train legs so that he can play soccer well. Right. Um, but yeah, like if your primary goal is to build muscle, don't go play soccer for three hours and then go to the gym afterwards. Cause you're just not going to have anything in you. You're better, you're better off to take that workout and put it at another day or put it earlier in the day. And if you are doing that, do yourself a favor and train something upper body because soccer is gonna suck if you train a really hard leg session, right? And then uh Jared's last question. What made you choose cats as the pet of choice? My wife. <laughs> my mother in law is in here too, I think. So I hope she's laughing. Um yeah, definitely my wife. My wife is um, Snow White, but she's got blonde hair. Um, she loves animals. Like, she loves animals to the point of, like, if you watch the opening scene of um, Yellowstone and something happens in the opening scene to a horse, she just, like, doesn't even want to watch it. Like, I, I'm surprised we were actually able to watch that show because of the opening scene on that show. Like, she's, like there's certain things that can happen in movies that I don't want to see personally. Um, she's a nurse, she's okay with those things. But when it comes to animals, she's just like, no, uh, uh-uh, no. Um, so yeah, Snow White. Now having said that, like, I love my cats. I absolutely love my cats too. Right. I'm an animal lover as well, but like I love cats and I want a dog. I want to get a dog really, really bad. I just want to make sure that if I get a dog that I'm it's fair that I get a dog because I don't want to get a dog and then like not be able to give it the attention it deserves and as everybody knows like I'm really busy the Facebook group my podcast my Instagram my Facebook page in-person clients online clients I'm really 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 busy so it's like if I were to get a dog would I be able to give it the right attention that it deserved and not only that if I got a dog would I be able to give it like would it just be a dumb dog because I didn't give it the attention it deserved. Right. Um, so yeah, definitely was Alyssa. But story. So story about Alyssa too. We had a little bit of time here. wasn't a ton of questions. Um, so we adopted all of our cats. We adopted Nora. Nora didn't have a name. She was Alyssa's brother's cat and she wasn't enjoying being at the house there was a dog there and um his son was really really young and you know kids hyper little kids and stuff and so he didn't think she was enjoying it there and he's not a big cat person so he gave nora to us so we adopted nora and we called her nora because i had no say in the name i'm gonna i had no say in the name no say i would have called her like turbo or something i don't know but Nora's is fitting Nora's is good um and then right before we bought our house in Norwood we were living in a place in Peterborough and there was this like really awesome awesome looking cat that I believe is part Bengal foster I seen him in our backyard in the summertime and he was awesome looking cat like really bright vibrant colors cool markings and stuff and he but he looked like still kittenish And then when we were moving, he was coming around our house in the wintertime and he was like fully depleted, like fully depleted, cheeks sunken in, the poor cat was starving to death. And so Alyssa nurtured him and brought him in. And we named him Foster because he's our foster cat, right? We fostered him. And that was the timing of that was crucial because it was like literally like a week before we moved to Norwood. So had we not saved him when we did, we wouldn't have saved him at all. Right. And like, I'm a hard ass. I was like, we're not bringing another cat into the house. This cat is in our responsibility. What about Nora? Nora doesn't like it. They fight and blah, blah, blah. I didn't win clearly. I never do. Um, when it comes to that stuff. And I'm, I'm like, I try to be hard. I was like, no, we're not doing that. But like, I love them. I love them to death now that we have them. And then, um, so then we moved to Norwood and, um, I rescued two baby raccoons on the side of the road driving home one day, we rescued them and when we rescued them, um, it was the opposite. I was, I was like, what are you doing? You're bringing the raccoons home, like you crazy lunatic, what are you doing? We can't do this. And I'm like, well, they're in the car and I've got videos of them like running around my back It's like making these noises and stuff. This is not your typical QA. and story time with Tom. So then anyways, it was this like really, really cute kitten. In the in the backyard, also a really like beautiful looking cat. And it was coming around and it was little. And it was coming around and it was eating the dog food that we were giving to the raccoons. And then it started coming to the front of our house. And in the cold of winter, Alyssa literally like would go out there every single night and give her a blanket and give her food and like slowly pet her, slowly pet her and slowly get her to warm up. And then we got her in the house once. And then that she freaked out and Foster is a bully, so he didn't like her. She nurtured her in, and I'm like, we don't need another cat. We don't need another cat. (laughs) So she nurtured her in, brought her in, and the cat is a puddle. Like, just an absolute suck puddle. So is Foster. If you sit down there on top of you. Now, uh, Fiona was terrified. She's in a house. There's these two cats. Foster's always kicking her ass. And she's terrified, so she would always just like curl up in this little ball. So like we would hold her and stuff, and we would pet her, and then she became this absolute sucker. She would just be all over us. She'd never been pet before. We saw her as a feral cat inside. She's a hundred percent feral, so um, she'd never been pet before. So we would pet her, and she would purr so loud, but she would drool, like there. You know that like meme of somebody who was like, "Oh my god." Uh-huh. She would drool all over us because she was pet. We were petting her and she's never been pet before. Um, anyways, long story short, that's the source of all the cats. And I had no say in either, on any of them. I had no say in any of them. <laughs> but I love them. Foster got sick shortly after Fiona came in. And uh, he got really sick and wouldn't eat for like three days and stuff. And like, I thought he was dying. Turtle. Hard-ass exterior. I cried. I, like, flat. I, like, went in the, in the bedroom and was, like, petting him. And I was, like, oh, he's dying. Uh, but he turned it around, right? So that's a little bit of, like, uh, get to know Tom and uh, know why Tom has cats, right? Uh, so I hope everybody found that helpful, insightful. You got to know me maybe a little bit. Um, if you can all actually do me a favor, I would absolutely, absolutely appreciate it. Uh, if you could go on your personal Facebook page and just maybe, and you don't have to, but would appreciate it if you did. If you went on your personal Facebook page and just uh, did a post that just said, thanks, Tom Trainer, for your lives in the free Facebook group and that they're helpful or just take away like, what what you found to be helpful about the lives. I would appreciate that. I want as many people in the Facebook group as possible and I'm putting plans in place to get more people in there. I think you all see that like this is a vibe. It's a community, right? And there's no room for bullshit in the community. Somebody commented negatively on one of the forum feedback videos a few weeks ago and I was like, you're gone. See you later. No room for bullshit in the tribe, right? <clears throat> so I uh, hope that you're enjoying this. Final announcement is that um, there is no form feedback this week, it's not going away entirely. Just this week, I have to fly to BC, um, to go get Maddox and stuff, so not this week, but um, we'll still keep the vibe in the tribe great, and we will have form feedbacks next Friday, okay? Okay, <clears throat> thanks everybody, appreciate all your support, appreciate everybody for hopping on. Uh, and appreciate you giving me the opportunity to help you this way in these lives have the best day ever okay take care thanks so much for listening if you found today's episode valuable please give me a five-star review and share it on your social media so i can have an even bigger impact and if you want more information on how i can help you lose 15 to 52 pounds of body fat in 12 weeks send me a message that says coaching to my instagram at tom the